Hey everyone, welcome back to the Whole Person Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Herman. And in today's episode, it's such a unique one. We talked about how you will never reach your goal. You will reach your standards. And that was an extremely impactful, notable, quotable that Justin said in this episode. And it got me thinking about many other areas of my life as well. We talked about the five C's that he's come up with that helps individuals maximize their lives to live in the fullest potential. We talk about how failure isn't final. It's just fertilizer for one's life to have victories and how we fight and win from a place of victory, not from a deficit, not from desperation. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. And just to let you know, I recorded this from my brand new house and I did it on my I did it on my computer and my Apple headphones. So it's not the same as a normal microphone only because we're in the middle of transition, but I had to record this episode when I got to talk with Justin because I knew that you would absolutely gain from this conversation just as much as I did. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Today on the Whole Person Podcast, we have Justin Prince. Justin is a personal growth expert who speaks internationally, coaches men on becoming who they were created to be, and creates training to equip people with tools they need to level up to the next stage of their God-given abilities. Welcome to the show, Justin. How are you? Brother, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. Well, I came across you on TikTok, and your video when you were speaking from stage about everything that it took to become the person you are today, meaning, let me rephrase this. A lot of people take for granted who they are and where they're at, but the yeah. amount of people that it took to create me as an individual was around like 4,000 some odd people. I don't know if you remember that TikTok yeah. video or not. Yeah, of course. And when I saw that, it, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And so if you would briefly share with people the amount of effort and energy it takes for them to be created, because I want to start with, with that, because that's how I came to know who you were. Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So if you were to take, you know, your parents, there's there's two people, and then your grandparents, there's four and if you were to go back 12 generations, so 12 generations is going to span approximately 400 years. Uh, and over the last 400 years, it took 4,094 people from literally all over the world to come together uh, from different parts of the world, different parts of life, overcome massive struggles, challenges, have a lot of wins, have a lot of losses. And it took all of those people to come together to create you. And that's, you know, I, I tell people that to be the one. And the first thing that I encourage people to, re to remember is that you already are the one, you know, you are the one that people have lived and bled and, and died for. They, they died. So you'd have this moment. And so my challenge is not to become the one. My challenge is my invitation is to be the one. In other words, to be the one that lives a life, be the one that writes a story that future generations of kids who are yet unborn, when they look up at their family lineage, they said it was, her, it was him. It was her. Mm. You know, he's the one that changed our families forever. He's the one that broke the generational curses of, of addiction or of abuse. He's the one that built the financial empire. He's the one that taught these economic principles. He's the one that had the faith. He's the one that had the courage and the resilience. And so you want to be the one, be the one for, uh, 
you know, that all of these people have lived and bled and died for and also be the one that future generations of kids look up and say that was the one that changed everything for our family. And so when we take this idea set of being the one, I don't, I know I can't be the only one that feels this way, but I, I have this belief in me and I also have a simultaneous lie. And the belief is that there's more potential in my life than what I've tapped into and that I'm struggling to live out. But the lie is that I don't have the ability to achieve it. Hmm. And I don't I, I don't think I'm the only one that struggles with this, but I know there's more in me than than where I'm currently at. But that other part is just like, nope, you're never gonna be able to get there. So with people who are who are like that in that situation, knowing that there's been over four thousand people that have had to come together to create me, to live in this moment, to become the one, how do I break through those lies? Number one. And then the second part of that question is what are some things that a person can do to start maximizing their potential? Yeah. So I'll share with you five C's that I that kind of, it's like, a, it's like a loop. It's like a, it's like a continual loop. The first one is confidence. I tell people the foundation of your success is believing in yourself. And you say to yourself, well, wait a second, how do I have confidence when I really don't have confidence? It's kind of what you were just saying. You're like, I'm not, I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not sure I have what it takes. I'm not sure that you know, I have this kind of this perpetual, you know, voice in my head saying, I don't think you have, you know, you're gonna be able to do it. And there's a C that precedes confidence and it's courage. Mm. So courage is taking the action when you don't even believe that you can accomplish it. Courage is taking the right steps. And that, man, our country needs more people of courage. Our homes need more, you know, men and women of courage. Like we have to be a courageous person being willing to take, you know, courageous action, take courageous steps. So the first thing I'd say is, uh, if you don't have confidence yet, which is the foundation of your success, you can start with courage, have some courage. The confidence will then lead to commitment where there is no confidence, there is no commitment, but you want to be the kind of person that you're in, you know, you're just in. I tell people uh, the word until can guarantee your success. So Ogmandino wrote a great book called the greatest salesman in the world. And one of the famous scrolls was I will persist until I succeed. Most people persist until it gets hard. Most people persist until it gets hot. Most people persist until a client or a customer quits. Most people persist until a, a business fails. Most people persist until, you know, they have, they have overwhelming self-doubt. You want to be the kind of person that your commitment level is what I call straight line commitment. So most people are like in on good days, really hot, bad out on bad days, back in, back out, back in, back out. In math, the fastest way to get from A to B in math is, is a straight line. So you want to have straight line commitment. You're, you're just in, you just get, get committed, stay committed, stick to a task until it sticks to you. Beginners are many, finishers are few. You just get highly committed next. So you have your, your confidence will lead to commitment. The commitment then leads to your competency. Competency is like your skill sets. And you, I tell people, you want to build skill above your talent. Don't, don't rest on your skill sets. Like you want to build skill above your talent. So if someone's like, like you're talking about, this lie that we tell ourselves, like, do I really have what it takes? Well, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skill. Like you want to build skill above your talent. Your talent's your floor, your skills, your ceiling. That leads to clarity. You know, the more skills that you have, the more competency that you build, the more clarity you have on exactly what you need to do to make things happen. Everyone's looking for clarity. They're looking for like, man, what's the plan? You know, what's the plan? What's the path? How do I get there? What, how do I make things happen? 
And then that all is the is capstone by your character. And John Wooden probably said it best. He said, he said, be more concerned with your character than your reputation. He said, your reputation is what people think you are. Your character is what you really are. There's private integrity and public integrity. Public integrity is the way we act when everyone's watching. Private integrity is the way we act when no one's watching. Yeah. And the goal is to see if you can sync those together. And here's why. The more that you have integrity with yourself, because you, you're a person of character, you're a person of value. You say to yourself, I'm a person of value. And then you say, I want to add value to other people. Like I'm a person of value who can add value to other people. Well, that builds your confidence. Your confidence will build your commitment. Your commitment will build your commitment to build the skills, the competency to do what you need to do. That provides you with more clarity, which anchors in your character and your identity. Success is an identity process. You'll never outperform the way you see yourself. If you see yourself as a loser, you're not going to show up and play like a winner. If you see yourself as a winner, you're not going to roll over and quit like a loser. So it's a loop. It just kind of loops together. And uh, it all starts, if you don't have the confidence yet, it all starts with courage and we can all have courage. You know, going back towards even commitment, something that you said is just show up consistently. And one of the lessons that I feel like I've personally learned in my life is that the only reason why I have had the success, and it's not grand success, but any amount of success is because I just didn't stop when other people did. Mm. You know, I remember one of my first jobs I got as a, a grocery store bagger. And um, I think it took me like a month to get the job. And then, you know, shortly after I got hired, I asked the guy, I was like, hey, you know, why, why did you choose to hire me? He goes, because you wouldn't leave me alone. You know, and I learned in that moment at like 14, 15 years of age is that if I just be a dog on the bone, the squeaky wheel, even in real estate, just consistently do it regardless of what my circumstances look like. Just don't stop. Eventually, with that commitment that you're talking about and that consistency, what I've learned is that that also, it, it built my confidence. Um, just because the longer I stayed in it, the more comfortable I became, the more knowledgeable I became, mm-hmm. even when I didn't know anything. But what happened along that way is I saw a lot of failure too. And I think most people quit when they see failure. Yeah. They don't just keep going. And so one of the things that in life I've been learning over, golly, I'm 34. So at least the last 20 plus years of my life is how to redefine failure and I was just curious if there's ever a moment in your life that that you've had some substantial failures that you had to use as lessons and redefine those and what oh, lessons I mean, that you took from that. Yeah. I mean, failure's not final. Failure's fertilizer. And so your success will grow in the fertilizer of your failure. So my whole journey literally was just, <laughs> it was just like one failure after another. But, you know, my folks got divorced when I was 12. We moved 13 times in the seven years during my teenage years. I was the oldest at mom at uh, home with my mom. I was raised by single parents, but I lived at my mom's house and uh, had no real professional background. I made pizzas. I worked at doing kind of mindless construction work. Uh, I used to work at a mall kiosk when I was 21 selling animated Bible videos. So for the next number of years, I was selling 
I had to tease people. The malls where, you know, all of us used to go in the Amazon was a river. That's where I used to work is this place called the mall. And, you know, my first business, I went all in. I, I just, I just went full speed and my business 25 years old and my first business failed. The, the company that we were distributing the products for the kind of the parent company went out of business. And so literally overnight, I lost my entire income. I burned through all of my savings. I was back on credit cards. I was back on taxes. I was below zero financially. Uh, at one point, I moved my pregnant wife and our two kids into the loft of my wife's parents' garage. So I have two two babies sleeping in the closet. My wife and I are sleeping in this thing. I have two part-time jobs, one that I did uh, every night of the week and then one that I did on the weekends. And then I was trying to build my business during the daytime. And you know, I'd kiss my little kids when they were asleep in the morning and I'd get home late at night and kiss them when they were asleep at night. And I'm just grinding and grinding and grinding and trying to see if I could like if I was kind of crazy to think I could chase this dream to become free as an entrepreneur, you know, like I could actually become build freedom in my life. And all of those, you know, times you prospected and the person said no, or the person ignored you, or you followed up and then or maybe someone joins with you and then they, they don't do anything or the customer that you thought was going to be a big, huge client, a big, you know, a, a really great client or customer, they don't order from you or they don't buy from you or they don't work with you. And I just kind of had this happening over and over and over and over and over for years, you know, and as I look back now, I tell people there's, there's, it's really three sections. There's a dream, a struggle, and a victory. So three sections, dream, struggle, victory. And they're all the same size. So if you have a big dream, what you signed yourself up for is a struggle that's equal to or commensurate to the size of the, of the dream. And then a victory that's equal to or commensurate to the size of the struggle. What we want is like big, humongous dreams, super small struggles, and big, huge victories. It's kind of like what we, it's kind of the way we wish it worked but it's just not how it works. It's just not how, you know, the system works. It's they're equal. Now, if you want a small struggle, that's okay. You just would have a small dream and then a small victory, but big, you know, big people aren't moved by small dreams. You know, you want to dream a dream that inspires you and dream a dream that inspires other people. Like it's big enough that they could dream within your dream. And so I kind of kept casting that out there and kept chasing that vision and that dream and that goal and like that person I wanted to become and that life I wanted to create. And it's crazy now, dude, that was 17 years ago that I started my entrepreneurial journey, 17 years ago. Uh, it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. It took me way longer than I thought it was going to take. And it's way, way bigger than I ever could have imagined back then. And it's way more worth it than I ever could imagine back then. And even though I hated the struggle, I would I would sign up for it a hundred times over again mm -hmm. because of you know what it's turned into. And so that's what I'd share, man, is like your failure is not final. And failure is not a person. Failure is an event. And so your your success, failure is fertilizer. Your success grows in the, in the fertilizer of failure if you're willing to persist until you succeed. I was giving a keynote presentation up in, uh, a, a keynote speech up in uh, Seattle, Washington. And it was a bunch of wealth managers. The The median income in the room was, ha was 750,000 a year. So th this group was doing well for themselves. Some were making much more. That was the median. And... I was talking about persist until, persist until, like the word until will guarantee your success. And there's a guy in the back of the room, uh, for context, I was probably 35, let's call it. This guy was probably 65. And so he, he, was, he was my senior for sure. And he had this look on his face. I could tell he was kind of like debating if he should ask a question, kind of like kept putting his hand up, and I, I, but then not, not, not you know, too much. And I finally just you know, said, sir, do you have a question? And he goes, well, he goes, there's, there's a difference between being persistent and being crazy. He goes, you're sitting here talking about persisting until he's like, 
what if you, you know, are just crazy? You're just like, keep trying and you're just, you know, you're just, it's never going to go anywhere. And I said, you're right. There is a difference. I said, but the word until will still guarantee your success. Do you want to know why? He goes, why? I said, because you want to adapt until you succeed. You want to overcome until you succeed. You want to change until you succeed. Uh, you want to adjust until you succeed. Don't just keep doing the wrong thing over and over and over thinking that that's persistence. You want to adapt and like overcome and adjust and like great leaders adapt and adjust all the time. And so you're, 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 you're finding ways around or over or through or under you, like you find a way through the, the, you know, the brick wall to where uh, you ultimately look back and you're like, I got there because I kept persisting, but I didn't just keep doing the same things that weren't working over and over. I did the right things. I built the skill sets, built the competency. And that's the stuff that actually drove my business. Mm, That's awesome. Man, Justin, I really appreciate you coming on today to the podcast. What is, in in closing here, if there's one thing that you could leave towards a person, a, a piece of advice that you're just like, you know what? This this is something that kind of changed my life. This this one nugget. What nugget would you want to leave someone with today? Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel that you don't know your gifts and your talents? You feel like your past is somewhat holding you back? Well, I have a coaching program called Your One Degree. Well, we help you find the skills that drive your life and that give you energy. And we also identify the things that also drag you down so you know how to stay away from them. We help you rewrite your past and the stories and the lies that you've told yourself so that you can break through the things that are holding you back and stuck. We find the truths and we find the nuggets and life lessons throughout your life that help us indicate what are good potential possibilities in your future. And then we also help you locate your skills and abilities and people that you're called to serve. If this is a coaching program that you would seem interested in, I want to help you because I've been there myself and I want you to break free from feeling stuck in life. Go ahead and reach out to us. Evan at evanherman.com, E-V-A-N at E-V-A-N-H-E-R-R-M-A-N.com for the program, Your One Degree. Thank you so much. And back to the show. Yeah. So what I, it's going back a little bit to what I said earlier, which is you're already the one. You're already the one. Success is an identity process. Once you realize who you really are, all of a sudden your success becomes inevitable because you realize that you're the one. You're the one that these generations have, have fought for. You're the one that they've worked their whole life for, traveled across seas and oceans to get to these different parts of the world that they live in now, that you live in now. And once you kind of realize your true identity, you know, and who you really are, like I tell people, and, and by the way, I want you to know, I give people the right to believe whatever they want to believe, but I'll share with you what I believe. Like, I believe you're a child of God. You're endowed with the seeds of greatness. You were born to win. You're playing small does not serve the world. And so you are the one, you're the one that all of these generations fought for. And so my encouragement is to go be the one, three simple words, be the one. And you'll notice that be is a present word. So like, be the one today, be the one that shows up with the passion that the one shows up with, be the one that shows up with the courage that the one shows up with, be the one that has the commitment that the one has, be the one today that has the character, you know, that the one has, like, go be that one today, be your best self, be the best version of yourself. And realize like, I'm not just some random person. I'm not just, I'm not just here to live and breathe and die. Like, I'm like, I'm the one dude, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to go make this yeah. thing happen. 
And once you kind of get that identity a little bit, I think you start stepping into the the real power of your greatness, you know? Right. And I, you know, I think also coming from the Christian perspective is, you know, our identity is already in victory. Our identity is because Christ died on the cross and overcame. And just that one thing and the belief and acceptance of that gift of salvation makes us victorious. And I think so many times in my life and many other people's lives as well, is that we don't fight from a place of victory. We don't battle from a mindset of victory. We bind, we, we battle from a mindset of, of lack, of desperation, of need versus already being the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And again, once we have that shift of like recognizing your true identity, I'll give you just a quick example. So uh, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It's a fantastic book. And there was, there was these two children and one of them stole the candy. And they said to the first child, did you steal the candy? And the, the first child said, I did not steal it. And they said to the second child, did you steal the candy? And the second child said, I don't steal. And there's a difference in identity from I didn't steal that particular piece of candy to I don't steal anything, you know? And you start saying, who are you? Like, what is your character? Like, for example, if someone's just to illustrate the point, if someone said, who drank the beer? If someone said, I didn't drink that beer, that's different than I don't drink. It's a different identity. You're showing up in a different way. And I'm not making a moral judgment on either of these. I'm just, the yeah. point I'm making is you, the way you see yourself di- is different. Like your identity, you'll, because at the end of the day, we'll always be working to be consistent with our identity. So if you see yourself as a winner, you'll show up and play like a winner. If you see yourself as a loser, you're not going to show up consistently and play like a winner. If you say to yourself, to your point, I already have victory in, in, in Christ, like you start showing up way more confidence because you realize that, you know, your, uh, your gifts and talents weren't given to you for you. Your gifts and talents were given to you for the rest of us. And the greatest way to give glory to the giver of the gifts is to go magnify and do something with the gifts. Yeah. Well, and you know, as you're talking about, I don't steal or I don't drink, that is their standard. And so for us, I think realizing what is our, what is our standard that we choose? Because oftentimes the standard of which we live by or don't live by also becomes a part of the identity that we do. No question. Have. That's interesting. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. And we don't always get our goals. We always get our standards. You know, uh, we get the things that are, that are, should, that are must to us. And, you know, our standards are the ones that ultimately work out for us. I'm writing that down. You don't get your goals. You get your standards. That's, that's a good nugget right there. Um, I, I wrote that down. That, that, that's a notable quotable right there. <laughs> Justin, man, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, where, honor to meet you, bro. Where can people find uh, more out about you? Yeah, so you can go to like IamJustinPrince.com. Uh, you can go to IamJustinPrince on basically all social platforms. Uh, I think on Facebook, it's just Justin Prince, but uh, you know, I put out a ton of content, a ton of free content and added hopefully a lot of value to people. And so, uh, you know, if I can serve you, your audience in any way, I'm certainly happy to. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks brother. Great to meet you. Take care.